We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. No, I think in general you have to, um, there's a lot of paths that can lead to the winning there's not one path that that leads to winning obviously um i really like cody we've got a great relationship and he's a great player um but yeah all the all roads can't lead that direction you know you have to have a lot of contingencies and that's not just about him it's about anyone you know that um if you build a team where one player gets hurt and you can't win that's not a very good team that's Jed Hoyer, and he faced a lot of questions over the weekend about the continued ongoing free agency of Cody Bellinger. He would seem to certainly fit what the Cubs need right now. And there are a lot of Cub fans over the weekend saying, sign him, sign him, sign him, sign him, sign him. Well, Joe Sheehan says not so fast. I think they're saying sign anybody. Well, Mostly sign Bellinger. Well, I found this fascinating. And I'm not saying you have to agree with it, and I'm not saying it's perfect. It is just a really convincing argument for caution. I disagree. There you go. So I'm going to try to clean out. There, there isn't a lot of gory math I, too, here. disagree, and, by the way. And just so you know, there is no, there, there's not a lot of, of gory math here. For the record. Well, you haven't even heard it yet. I know. You don't know. Maybe we heard it during the break. Maybe we know Maybe. your love for Joe Sheehan. Maybe we called Joe Sheehan before the show started. So I don't know. Maybe Joe Sheehan is predictable. He said this is about the two most famous free agents left, Blake Snell and Cody Bellinger. Together they represent a single idea, the Snellinger principle. The two are coming off big seasons. Snell just won the NL Cy Young. He led the circuit in ERA and ERA+. Displayed skill mixed with good fortune keeping runners on base from scoring. Bellinger had some award love, too. Contender for NL MVP at midseason before landing 10th in the voting. Winner of the Comeback Player of the Year Award. With resumes like that, you'd expect a healthy market for their services. They could still be unsigned for some of the reasons we've talked about. The RSN uncertainty, keeping buyers out of the market, expanded playoffs, limiting the value of being great versus good enough. Or you might think Scott Boris, who represents both players, is keeping them from signing. I'm not sure it's any of that, he says. I think it's because Snell and Bellinger violate, as free agents, a long-standing and basic idea. Bad free agent signings usually happen when a player's new contract is for more seasons than the number of seasons the player has ever been good. Think about Gary Matthews Jr. He had two three-win seasons in his life. 
when the Angels signed him to a five-year deal. Robbie Ray, two good seasons when the Mariners signed him to a five-year deal. Mike Hampton, three good years when the Rockies signed him for the next eight. Alfonso Soriano had three good years from his debut to free agency. The Cubs signed him for the next eight. You can do this for dozens of bad free agent signings over the last 40 years. Signing a player to a deal that covers more years than he has good ones in his past almost never works out. So you ask, what's a good year? He set the bar very low. Three wins. A three-war season. He said that's an average-plus player. The bare minimum you expect when you're making a nine-figure investment. A three-war year means you were good, you helped your team. You have a lot of three-war years, you're a star. If you're 30 and you've had two, you're a free agent landmine. He said, I never named the concept, though I first started yelling about it when Matthews signed. The Snellinger principle says, if giving a player a huge contract would have been ridiculous a year ago, it's probably still ridiculous now. So here's some more specific. This is only a couple graphs left here. I'm going to take out the Snell stuff and just give you the Bellinger stuff. Cody Bellinger is an even more extreme case than Snell. He was non-tendered by the Dodgers a year ago. They decided they would rather not have him and get no compensation for losing him than pay him $18 million in 2023. He'd been even worse than Snell in 21 and 22. He was worth less than a replacement-level player across two seasons. He was one of the very worst players in baseball in 2021. And he was quite a few years removed from his big season, winning the NL MVP with an eight-win campaign in 2019. And unlike Snell, we know exactly how the market valued him. That one-year deal with the Cubs, $17.5 million. Bellinger's a very complicated free agent case, owing to his unusual career path, disconnect between input and output stats, and the apparent swing changes. Take a step back and look at it. A year ago, he's paid 17.5, and now you're going to pay him seven years and 175? So the biggest mistakes in free agency have almost always happened when a team pays for the walk year without looking back. Jacoby Ellsbury, Chris Davis, said abiding by the Snellinger principle is a way to pass on enormous contracts for players who have little chance of being contributors over the life of the deal and perhaps not even in the early years. The idea of free agency is to sign superstars. Superstars have more good years than bad ones. Superstars frequently have great years. And as they reach free agency, they don't spend multiple seasons as one to two win players or worse. Landmines do. The Snellinger principle is a way of identifying and avoiding landmines. I have a couple rebuttals. Number one, the Dodgers outfield. We've seen many Dodgers players who couldn't find homes because the team was good. That's the reason they just traded away Bush to the Cubs, correct? For teenage toolsy prospects. Number two, Blake Snell's years are separated. It wasn't like they were two years concurrently. They were two years separated in his career. Talking about 2018 when he had a 189 ERA, 7.5 war. That's when he was 21-5. and I know you don't like win-loss records, but it's still the principle. San Diego, six-war season last season. But that doesn't make what Snell did not worth it based on his other numbers. They still average out to something that's suitable. Is it worth, like, whatever you think the availability is? You also don't get the average of a player's seasons. But that's my point. Also, you're not paying, like, long contracts are just what that guy costs in the market. You're not paying for the seventh and eighth years of his deal. You're paying, you're paying for his job stability because that's what it costs to get him right now. Shinsu Chu would have been the one I thought you would have brought up. That would have been a contract that would have been 
something that was awarding for the Jason Hayward contract when I did research on that deal. But even then, Jason Hayward still had a five-war season. I also think that there's a couple of things that I would like to add to what Joe is talking about. And one of them is, okay, but what if what if the the two good seasons by a player are outliers as far as how good of a season they are? Meaning, does does the Schellinger effect Snellinger. Wh- whatever. Snell and Bellinger. Whatever. Do, do any of those fit? When we're talking about a guy winning an MVP. Well, Robbie Ray won the Cy Young the year that he was a free agent. I mean, anybody can be overpaid based on it. it just it's interesting that when you but look, define overpaid, if that's what the market dictates. But, but it, just because the market dictates, it doesn't mean it's smart money for you to spend what the market dictates. But that depends on what you need it to be for. If he's... If you're in win-now mode, then you're paying for the next two years and you hope it gets you from point A to B, a la the Hayward contract. The problem being, the the point is, he could be a one-win player next year. That's the, the... The point is that some of these guys are just a step away and the, the randomizing of some of the good year, bad year stuff. Bellinger was a below zero war player. Like he the, was... Awful. By that argument, he shouldn't have had the season he just had. Which is why you would look at that season as an outlier. But it still existed. Correct. So 3-9 war in 17, a 4-2 war in 18, an 8-6 war in 2019, Mm -hmm. and a 4-4 war. Doesn't that go against what Joe said? No, not if it's a seven-year deal. But, but that's where it's in an how, absolute that doesn't many, make you, sense. No, no, but using B-War, how many three-win seasons has he had in his career? That's what he's saying. If it's less than seven, that's the point. That, that if you are signing a player for more years than good years that he's already had. But he's only played for six. The Cubs have to replace 26 <laughs> like, home runs and clutch hitting with what he... The Cubs don't – they have to not only add to their offense, they would then have to replace Bellinger. It's what he costs to them. What's his What's his average B-war, Dan? He's a career 22.1 war, and he's played six seasons. He's played seven seasons. Seven seasons. So his average B-war is three. Right. That's the, but the point is he's not looking at the average. He's looking at the seasons that he's had. Okay, so then – so you don't even look at the last season where he was above that. Right. It's how many, like his, his war, he's had one, two, three, had three, nine, four, two, eight, six, and a four, four. Right. So signing him, it wouldn't violate the principle if you signed him to a four year deal. Well, what I'm wondering is that, is there, is there a war number? Because one would think that an eight, six war might be an, be an outlier to this doctrine that he's put together. Well, I don't like know. Because- if, if, if a player has that magnificent of a season on his resume and then was able to follow it up with maybe a season that's not as great as that. But he followed it up with a 1-5 and a negative 1-7 and a 1-2. And then what happened? Right, but still. I'm saying like those three intervening seasons My My point is, is if a player shows you that he can be as good as an 8-6 war, if he's not that far removed from an 8-6 war, 
Is it possible that the player could be good? It, it is. Of course it is. The point is it's also highly possible it's a landmine. That's exactly the point. Where they, there's a lot of teams that are going to think that it's very possible that he's good and, but, and chase that. It just rarely happens. But define landmine. So it's not a landmine if you only sign him to a four-year contract? I would say based on this, yeah. That if, if From what he's saying, by the, by the actual letter of the law of the principle, a four-year contract would lessen your exposure to the danger of a landmine. Even if that four-year contract was, like, high AAV? That's it. That's where I go with this. It's it's too many things in a vacuum for me. It also just discredits the reason why players want long-term contracts, because they can get them because of their production and the immediate need. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to get a seven-year deal. But the team has an immediate need, so they will pay that player for those years knowing that their immediate need meets the others. I just I hope that the Cubs are based on what they said publicly and privately about the effect of the Hayward deal that and and the Udarvish deal that they eventually just sort of got out from under for nothing. They yeah, could have gotten I'm, more for you Darvish and you and I both know that. I I think had they waited they probably could have. There's no probably but, about it. And, they, and the reason that they got rid of Darvish is because they got squirrely. It wasn't because there was a a crazy fall off the cliff decline in his play. But the num the number of times, the number of seasons in which they were crying poor because of the effect of the Hayward deal, I know stuff like that has mattered to them in the past. But again, it's it's a matter of what your need is based on how close you think you are and if you can replace his value to your team. The other thing, and maybe this has to do with like the, the coaching change when it comes to Bellinger, Joe mentions it, but what if they figured out a way to keep his swing plane in the right spot? Yeah, the, the, the data's got some worrisome details in it. That there weren't as many hard-hit balls at the end of the season, that sort of thing. Second half of the season. But there was still timely hitting. More so which, than which any not, other player on the offense. Which isn't sustainable. Timely hitting is not sustainable. No. OPS means nothing suddenly. No, that's not timely, though. It, hitting is hitting. Time, timely hitting is almost always High low. OPS indicates based on how many times you're up per game that you're likely in a timely hitting scenario. Right, but your own timely hitting isn't sustainable. Tell that to Jose Abreu for however many yeah. years he was with the well, White he, Sox. Right, well, he spent the entire first two-thirds of the season being a, a not a major league level player. Yeah, year. and then when they needed him, he was still there, and they went to their seventh straight ALCS. Cody Bellinger's second half OPS was higher than his first half. Correct. And the But the, the hard hit numbers dropped off significantly. His slug was 552. I know. The hard hit. I'm, t- he I'm just was telling hurt. you. The, the, the way the ball actually came off the bat, there, there's this isn't my research. This is what uh, some people are saying about why there's been some reticence about what it was last season and what those numbers meant. 406 but, makes but, the best point. Who cares about the cost? There's no salary cap. It's not your money. There's a competitive balance tax that sometimes applies to people. I just think that it's interesting that like we're ignoring numbers that we usually talk about, meaning that a player is good. Well, I think we look to at all an of it. Arbitration here. We look at all of it because there's there's obviously with pitchers now and the way we understand peripherals. You know what is is amazing to me in a lot but of. But I ba- think that that that's evolving science too, though, Dan. Like I don't. 
I, I don't know. What, it's, what everybody's looking at now, the numbers that, that players themselves use, I think it would, be, it would be really good to talk to Ian about this, and I think he's mentioned this before when, when we have him on next. The stats that teams are using in, a, in evaluations are expected stats. It's amazing how quickly that revolution, it's not so much the actuals, but the, it's based on how we've got batted ball data that takes out luck. It actually says, what, based on how... We have luck in our game. Yes, and Captain Variance would tell you that. But the, what's really Except interesting the is the, the number of executives, the number of scouts that, that talk about the best stats being expected stats, because those are based on physics. Those are, those are based on how the ball comes off the bat at what speed and at what angle. Saying if you take out, guy made a great catch, or the wind knocked it down, or you're in this park or that park. It's just if you continue to hit the ball the, like that those number of times over a large enough sample, this is what your OPS will be. Yeah, and sure, that's all well and good, except you and I have done how many shows where we talk about how the ball is different, thereby displacing a lot of the physics theories as well. Yeah, I just think with the more, depending on, on a season, if you balance that out with linear weighting, you can have stuff that's relative to the run environment of a given season. Man, that's, I don't know. I don't trust stats, stats do. where the variable is that, is that wild. Yeah, like, but, that, but that's what plus does. That's what the linear weight does, is it's the current run environment. So they could change the ball, but all of your stats are relative to the run environment. That's why there's, I don't know if they have expected and expected plus, but that's the, the, the entire point of plus is for park adjustment and run environment adjusted. So if they change the ball one year, it doesn't change your value relative to every other player. So but it's, just, it's another way of explaining why there, there's still some reticence here. So what what would make sense from a contract standpoint? Oh, I don't. It doesn't matter what makes sense. He's going to get seven years. It's just a matter of what team well, no, wants I to mean, do it. Dan, the whole point of this is what makes sense from a contract standpoint. The well, whole point of Joe's well, piece is it doesn't make sense to sign a player like this for more years than he's been good. So right, but somebody what makes sense. So, I'm just. I'm asking you a question. I'm saying that isn't the point. The point is he's saying you don't that, that a team is going to do it. It's just if you do it, these are the dangers you inherit in doing it. Right. But my question is, if if Joe has now put this thing together, in looking at Bellinger, what would then financially make sense to project out as his salary? Would it make sense to if you're if you're saying he's had four good seasons, would it make sense for the Cubs to go to him under this doctrine and say, here's four years and $220 million. Would that make sense? <sighs> Instead of seven over three, seven for 310 or whatever. Or you build in opt-outs and escalators, and there's a way to negotiate a contract that protects you against poor performance. I mean, hell, Frank Thomas had it. Yeah, didn't they offer that to uh, Manny Machado, the White but, Sox? How'd right. that work out for Yeah, but him? he's not going to take it. That's, that's the thing. He's going to get this deal. Yeah. He, the, 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 red, the warning here is just do you, do you want to be the team that inherits a level of risk that is predicted by this? Look, nothing st- remember when the Cubs signed Soriano, there wasn't even another negotiator. That was the whole joke about Jim Hendry's barrel. They, they bid against themselves to just make up a number for Alfonso Soriano that the market didn't even suggest. What do you think the Dodgers did with Shohei Otani's contract? Like they're paying him in the years of of his contract that he, they think he's not going to be good. He's not even be playing. 
that's my point. Retired. But yeah. they don't care Long because retired. what their pay like their payroll is what now? So what's their risk? The Reds have have signed more people and had more money given in the offseason than the Cubs have. What's theirs? The Cubs can spend any baseball team can spend whatever they want. But we know that when the Cubs have bit off a bad deal, it had did it had affected their business in these ensuing years. So it, it it's not my money. They, I I could spend everyone else's money all day. But I, I also care. I also think that you're you're giving them an out that they don't deserve. Like I don't I don't like the the mentioning of the U Darvish thing because we know that that was a bad business practice for bad business practice sake. That that wasn't baseball. That wasn't diminishing returns on a player. Yeah, that was a, that was still that a, a viable yeah. player that they didn't want to pay because they got freaked out by COVID yep. and and the recession, these hard economic times. It also just depends on what your team defines as a bad deal based on what their goal is. Like, do you think they'd be stressing out in L.A. over the Jason Hayward contract? Well, they have no. Jason Hayward. They, and they're <laughs> yeah. paying him $9 million this mm-hmm. year. He was worth every bit of it. But that my point is they, they pay guys. They just don't stress out about it as much as the Cubs do, or the Cubs fans for that matter. You know why? Because to them it's not a big deal. It's the price of doing business if you want to really win. I, w- I would love for them to bring back Cody Bellinger on the very same deal he had last year. But Bellinger played his way into a team that was going to give him seven years and $175 million. I I think that's inevitable. But if you were able to have it where you're exposed to a little bit less risk, I think the the, the, the warnings might be in there because he's capable of being really bad. Good baseball face, though. He does have a good baseball face. And he is fun. He's a vibe. He I also think- plays really good defense. Yeah, although I did, I had somebody uh, come at me. Are you taking the fun out of Cody Bellinger's defense now, too? Well, when I, somebody else did it for me. I mentioned he was an elite level defender at two positions, and I got a long uh, screed from somebody with a lot of, a lot of gory math in there, making, successfully making the case that he's not that good in center field anymore. I would say elite at first base and pretty good at center field. I test. But. I feel like I'm in somebody's arbitration hearing. That's, 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 we're looking at, that's, you know, that's called player evaluation. That's what player evaluation is. So we'll see. I just, I know that Bellinger had made a lot of friends last year, had a great year, and a lot of Cub fans want him, but it may be that all of the, the quants on, on the, the Cubs are looking to spend whatever money they're allotted, whatever ownership is letting him spend, that they're spending it differently. If that oh. means Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman's offense, do you want to go there? Look at his numbers. I'm just saying. Do it during the break. That's a defensive move to maybe have the best defensive infield in baseball. Remember that time they wanted to build their team around defense and then they decided that certain positions needed more offense? They've already amended that. Do you guys know where Baker Mayfield ranks this year in quarterback salary? In quarterback salary? 20th. Lower. Really? Much lower. I'm going to give you the names of guys that he's around, okay? All right. Kenny Pickett, Mac Jones, Drew Locke, Mike White, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold. Crap. 
That's in the 30s. Yes, 39th. Wow. That's crazy. And he's about to get broke off a piece. Good for him. him. I'm happy for him. I like him. You had a conversation that was germane to recent discussion. Yeah, you know what Baker Mayfield is? A product of the transfer portal. Sure is. I had a very interesting conversation with a guy who's a former Illini uh, at the Bills, Bills at the Bulls game on Friday, and I think uh, he brings up a lot of excellent points that also extend to life. Ooh, I like that. Let's mm-hmm. do that next on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk on 670 The Score. Oh, Pachemski got it to go as DeRozan tried to draw the charge and won. Is it my turn? Do I get to start? Yes. I like it. I appreciate your communication, Lawrence. I'm doing the best that I can. Aren't we all? So are we? I I don't know. Actually, now that I think about it, that's an existential question I'm going to have to answer to myself later in the depths of my soul. Probably not today, though. Uh, I do want to point this out. So when you would you courtside report, field report, sideline report, whatever you want to call it, I traditionally use about a fourth of the things I collect. And the nice part about having four hours to hang out with you guys, for example, is some of the things that I collect, I have a space for because, you know, the game dictates what's going on. That was I like the- that you bring a lot of this stuff back to to the score listener because it's a great place for it and they get to see some insight that they wouldn't ordinarily see. 
Well, additionally, too, like, I don't fault anybody if if you just, we're all, like, sometimes half watching something. You know, if you're watching the game or you remember what you remember, like, people who want to hear something are going to want to hear in depth about it. And if you if you talk about something multiple times, there's different audiences. So that's that's a place where we can discuss this a little further. Like, I have 15 good seconds to talk about something courtside. You know, that's that's kind of the nature of the beast. You, you can still get a lot of info in, but the game dictates what you're doing. So Brandon Pajemski, who is a former Illini player, he is from Wisconsin. He ended up transferring and is, you know, was in a starting role for the Warriors uh, in a way that I think a lot of people just didn't expect to happen, right? And I got to talk to him before the game against the Bulls on Friday. And he and I were talking about what he went through specifically leading to how he became uh, a star on this team and then also just his path. You know, that's that's part of the reason you talk to people. You want to know who they are and, and what they've observed. So famously sat out, had to deal with COVID, ended up at Santa Clara, still gets drafted high. And I talked to him about just his decisions in the transfer portal because it's received a lot of public criticism from a few people, but you don't think about all the people who have benefited. Mm. Look at the quarterbacks in the NFL, still alive in the playoffs or even made it there. And how many of them are products of the transfer portal? Look who's getting paid right now. It's some of the you'd be surprised at all of them once you look at it as a whole. And you look at the the quarterbacks even in the who were finalists for the Heisman this year: Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams. Wow, all yep. transfers. Yep, that's it. Like it, it's helping. Michael Penix twice, right? Twice. I know from Indiana. Yeah, I thought maybe maybe it was just the once. I thought it was twice. I could be wrong. But I said to him, I go. To Brandon Pajemski, I said, you know, I don't necessarily like the decision I made yesterday about something. It's wild to me that 17-year-olds are supposed to commit to something for the the money-making portion of their career, and, and you're depending on so few people and perhaps subjectivity. And a lot of times, as we've seen, coaches make other decisions. Like, this is a good thing. And he goes... He said, of course, like, he said, my whole goal was to figure out where I could play and just how. He's like, that was my whole mentality. I just wanted to play. And Pajemski was drafted 19th overall in the 2023 draft. And he said, I think a lot of top 20 draft picks don't go through a lot of adversity. He's like, you know, typically they're guys who are highly scouted. They, they've, they've been center stage for a long point of their career. And... He said, for me, like having to go through this transfer portal decision, try to figure out where I was going to play and how, sit out a year. He said, I think that kind of really prepared me for what I was going to face in the NBA. Now, granted, he got a wonderful situation mm-hmm. being on Golden State. And the rookies talk about all the things they get to learn from some of the best in the game doing it right now. But I thought that was a really excellent point he made about facing adversity young in your career and how it can benefit you. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm mostly pro transfer portal. Like I would probably say I'm probably ninety five percent pro transfer portal. There are some nightmare scenarios though for people that go through it, and there are players that might benefit from not playing immediately, depending on the type of coaching that you get. But I, I'm I'm so down with the idea. I love the idea of think about the type of person you were like you brought up who were you at 17 like my 
even my thoughts about where I wanted to go to college initially were all over the place. There, there were all sorts of different opportunities and sliding doors. I was having a conversation with someone the other day about this, about the idea of if you can experience more and it benefits you, then it'll really benefit you. If you look at Jalen Hurts, for example, he he has a situation in Alabama where they clearly were moving on to Tua. He goes to a place and learns a whole new offense with Lincoln Riley. Ends up getting a master's degree. And also displayed a great deal of grace. Yes. And 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 this to this idea of that kind of experience of making that choice. And and being that's the one thing too, is that these at a younger and younger age, to Pajemski's point mm-hmm. of having the opportunity to make those, how am I going to react? Okay. Yeah, you're I'm, faced I'm, with something I, really tough. I might have lost my job here. I mean, let's and, and even though we call it and say I'm in college, we know that there some guys are really not. That they're they're in a minor league professional situation. So were we in our business, by the way. And that they can they can learn their their aspects of professional workplace behavior that they're learning rather than just classroom stuff. And you can you can go and see like Deion Sanders made a really good point when it was probably like a few weeks into his job at Colorado where he said, I had never really been to this part of the country before. And now I have an opportunity to bring young men who are maybe from Florida or Alabama or Texas that have never been to Colorado and they can see what this part of the country can offer them. Like that to me is the joy of the transfer portal that Maybe you knocked it out of the park and a lot of athletes can get their degrees in two and a half or three years because they're starting early. Like they're they're leaving high school and they're starting classes that spring semester. If you've already got a degree and someone's going to pay for you to get another one and you're going to get an opportunity to play and you're going to get another opportunity to go see the world. I, I think it can be such a valuable experience. But I do understand, like, the frustration of, well, I'm not, I was promised blank and I'm not getting my opportunity. Well, you might, you might still get it at the place that you initially wanted to be in. But I, I, I applaud anyone who's brave enough to jump out, understanding the risk of, of moving to a new college. Like, it's a, I mean, if we were just talking about someone who transferred, like, not forget about like an athlete. But a student who transferred to a new place, a new place to live, there's so much that goes with just that. And then you add in the the athletic part of it. It's a very courageous thing for, for young people to do. And I encourage them to do it if they're not getting what they need. Well, and think about what he was going through. Like he went to was he's from Wisconsin, goes to a Big Ten school in the Illini. Didn't have anything bad to say about the program, by the way, for the record. And then decides to go all the way to the West Coast Conference in Santa Clara. I mean, that's a risk. And he was yep. conference co-player of the year with Drew Timmy. And and look at that attitude and how it's benefiting him now, based on what he was saying. It's such a it's it's so like the the opportunities that are now afforded to students. Where sure there are still corners where oh, it wasn't tough enough to stay at Alabama or Clemson or Michigan. <laughs> That I think that there are we didn't want him anyway. Yeah, I think there there are more people now that are like, oh well, good for him. And and I'll just say like, 
being in the experience of the the Tua Jalen Hurts thing, he Jalen is beloved in Tuscaloosa. Like he he is got as many fans there as he has in in Norman. Like he is he, he is a a guy that people really like the idea of him being so strong and being so classy in the way that he handled it and walking away with that that Bama degree and then getting his master's degree from Oklahoma I that to me is just perfect. You, you end up I think that he's more well-rounded because of the transfer than he would have been if he stayed at Bama. And you know, he's he's already a pretty bright dude. But getting that extra experience, getting that opportunity to play in a different offense and see how a different coach devises and sees offense, man, I I don't know if 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 you've got some of the greats, if you've got an opportunity to go play for a great. It's cool to be able to do that, and I encourage it. And Caleb Williams thanked Oklahoma and their fans. And when he says he's horns down, I believe it because that's a lifestyle. But the point is, they they all do it. It's like a stupid, you just point the horns down, major anti-Texas. It's silly. It's a silly, fun sports thing. But my point is, I don't fault people for changing their minds. Like, when the facts change, you change. And if it benefits you— if it benefits you, you can change. That's great. So, so that was my piece on it. Is just, it's okay to change your mind. And thoroughly, I think a lot of fan bases understand that you're following the coach. I think that that is this common understanding now. And again, change of scenery benefiting athletes. That's a baseball adage, and it needs to be applied to football as well. That's Layla Rahimi in on this Wednesday with that man, Lawrence Holmes, and with me on the Bernstein and Holmes show. When we come back, we can celebrate a well-paid Chicago athlete and give you yet another name interviewing for the Bears' vacant offensive coordinator position. That's next on The Score. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Swanson joining the attack now and has made the run through the middle. And Swanson's able to get there first and gets around Mayaki. It's Mallory Swanson! There is no stopping Mallory Swanson right now. Oh, get used to those highlights. That's a famous last name that she has chosen to take, but she comes by her new contract because of her very own 
athletic performance, Mallory Swanson of the Chicago Red Stars. Congratulations to Mallory Swanson. Largest contract in league history. They raised the salary cap and people are starting to get paid. Funny they how that should. Happens, right? They absolutely should. A lot of reports saying it's about $2 million, four-year extension with an option for a fifth. And a really cool redemption story when you think about the season she had last year. Being on the U.S. women's national team has to undergo that season-ending patellar tendon surgery in April of last year. So I think it's uh, I think it's pretty great. Like kudos all around to Mallory Swanson. That is some elite play right there. Well, hopefully, what it signals, it, and Laura Ricketts being involved with the Red Stars, what it signals is a change, because the Red Stars went through like a. 30-month period where things were really bad. They were trading away really good players. They had scandal inside of there when it came to their coach. So I'm glad to see that that things look like they're starting to stabilize and you're, you're rewarding great players with salaries that make sense. And, and Mallory's a star. So it makes sense that she would warrant this type of of dough, and I'm glad that it looks like she's healthy enough. I'm like just going to say that to clearly the 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 physical has been passed, and they wouldn't be handing out this kind of guaranteed money if they weren't assured that her ruptured patella tendon wasn't fixed. And I I do hope that the Red Stars continue to be as creative as they are because I think that their kits do the best job of using the Chicago flag of any team like their kits are amazing and they get I mean obviously it's in the name in in red stars but they do so many cool things a few years ago they did the 77 neighborhoods on the on the kits like there's their gear to me is the most Chicago out of any team in the city. Yeah, I think a, uh, a light blue Red Stars jacket might be in my future if I can find one because I'm a big fan of what they've done with their jerseys. And no, their the gear. hot jacket. you got to get one of the ones that Kyle Juszczyk's wife is is. I can't afford that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's rich how, money. How I don't much? know if you know this, but Taylor Swift is pretty successful and can't <laughs> afford a lot of things. She's done okay. How much are they? I don't know, but if you're getting uh, – Think about it, Dan. It's custom. It's couture, actually. Oh, I know, you but I'm just wondering, like, how how much? What does she charge? I don't know, but Did I bet you, you I can't afford it. Yeah, but how cool if you have would to it ask? Be? You can't afford it, how right? How cool would it be if you got like if you have not always? She can make it from any jersey. So if you so get get my get all of my old ones and put them together. That's what I'm. Or I mean, like we did with with Jason's quilt before he went away to college. Like we did with all his little league and, and hockey jerseys. But if you had like just a, some novelty, like I I have an Yvonne Calderon game worn jersey. If that could turn into an Yvonne Calderon jacket. Well, I'm Come wondering on. if this will take the same. I mean, she's going to eventually going to have to get some help, I imagine, uh, because people will want this. If it'll ch- take the same trajectory as the big hats, 
We're oh, like, oh, that, that's, that, that's, that's just ridiculous. A, that's just a fad. This isn't ridiculous, though. This looks good. Like, but, but even yeah, if, but it won't it won't look good when it's every player. But what if it you looks have, good because there's only like three or four of them out there? What if you're the Bears fan that bought a Pernell McPhee jersey? Like, I'm just talking. You're about the, wearing it proudly. Yeah, but it's, I mean, like the right, that, and that's when it would look ridiculous, Dan. No, not necessarily. That's when it would look like the big hats. <laughs> not necessarily, because the jacket, the, the big hats themselves are are by their nature stupid looking and it just was just a fad because everyone knows it looks dumb people but, are still wearing them that fad is not yet are done. they though yes they, yeah, are. they are look around the crowd this weekend during the divisional games okay. you will see them well we've got a new name to add to the bears list here brad biggs reports that panthers offensive coordinator thomas brown is meeting with the bears today about their vacant OC job. Panthers offense, eh? Panthers offensive coordinator, Thomas Brown. He's also going to be interviewing for the Titans head coaching job. He is the sixth known candidate and fifth with direct ties to the McVay-Shanahan coaching tree. And hey, that Panthers offense put up 30 on the Packers and, and then didn't score again the rest of the season. Bryce Young not, was the NFC player that. of the week that week. All right. Well, crazy. We're, we're already at... Panthers offensive coordinator stage of the Bears search. Okay. Turning over every stone, Dan. Okay. Every stone. Everyone. Uh, except for like Jim Harbaugh. Yes. Right. Except the biggest stone. Turning over every stone except for like Jim Harbaugh. That stone is heavy. And Bill Belichick, who's <laughs> interviewing need, with you people. Need help. I'm picturing it's that that volcanic glass by the fence in the oak tree in Buxton. What if they announced that they they did interview like Bill Belichick for offensive coordinator? <laughs> Josh Lucas is studying quarterback prospects, and he is going to divulge some of the information he has gleaned. The former NFL personnel guy will join us next to talk Bears' future at the most important position on Bernstein and Holmes on the score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 